0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California.
1: Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
0: Come on in. We still have several seats. Okay, so I think we'll go ahead and get started. My name is Kim Allen and I'm longtime IMC practitioner, sometime teacher, and it's just and a longtime friend of Robert, our the reason for our gathering today. And I want to welcome everyone to one of our first um kind of celebratory events since the pandemic. Uh, I felt like as we came in, uh, it really just felt like an excuse (laughs) for a a chance to have some food together and and celebrate and come together in a um, celebration of our sangha, really. First time we've done it in a while, and it feels very special and we were uh, blessed with wonderful weather it didn't have to be as beautiful and sunny and warm as we're having it today so we can be grateful for that also it's nice to see so many familiar faces and some new ones also so welcome welcome to everyone so we're gathered tonight for the karuna award as it's called and it's not a very common event that we do here this is actually only the third one that's been given uh, since 2009 when the first one was given i don't know why that is there's no particular reason for that Um, but they you know they seem to come about naturally uh, times and this one feels especially wonderful Uh, robert's contributions to this community and we'll hear more about the width and breadth with which his work has spread uh, as the evening goes on. And as I'm looking at you here, Robert, I'm reminded that when you were ordained as a monk, your Dharma name was Sunyata, which means emptiness. (laughs) And I think we're here tonight for uh, the other side of that, which is fullness and compassion, which come forth as the heart becomes emptier of its self-concerns it becomes able to connect and spread out farther into the world and of course one of the you know one of the main insights that comes with Understanding the Dharma is the interconnection of everything, so yes we 're celebrating Robert, but there 's so much compassion that happens here at imc i mean it's uh, It comes about through all the people that we have here, and so many streams coming together so that they can spread out farther into the world so i also want to thank you robert for really just being our excuse to celebrate massive amounts of compassion happening everywhere and that you came forth as the kind of the exemplar of that for us so thank you for that so um, we'll have a few people say some things and then you know about robert and his work and then the award and then there will be an opportunity for others to to share their thoughts. So this is really a communal event. So please, I'll turn it over to David and Fiona. Thank you.
2: So all I have to do is look at Robert to be inspired. Um, everybody loves Robert. I think um, I remember a story that he told me once that uh, when he was a, a fledgling, he was practicing in Burma, and there was a uh, an abbot of a Zen monastery practicing there, and he just looked at Robert and he said, you're a bodhisattva. And indeed he is a bodhisattva, just his, his being is a bodhisattva being. Um, I feel that in in his in your presence, I always feel that I'm in safe hands. You're a, a refuge for me, and a refuge for I think many many people. And Fiona Fiona and I are especially moved that Robert is so involved with with his program, this this magnificent program he's doing that you'll hear more about later. And he's just you know busy, busy, busy from <laughs> from morning until late at night, and into the weekends. And that he takes a time off, you know, between meetings. You know, he uh, he he volunteers to help his true people, the senior sangha, <laughs> his where his true home is. So he's he's working all day long every day with. Um, younger people, I'm assuming, people that are really active in the world and uh, uh, making their way in the world, professionals, a lot of doctors and um, people in the medical profession. And then he comes to help this somewhat, in a way, maybe somewhat marginalized group of people, um, uh, seniors. And he shows up and he loves them and they love him, and he makes them feel validated and important and, and loved. I remember one meeting where Robert was talking, and he, was, he said, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm talking too much, and immediately someone piped up from the crowd, Robert, you could never talk too much. I could listen to you all day long. And someone else piped up, don't stop talking, Robert. We can just listen to you. Because he just exudes this, this kindness and this warmth <clears throat> and presence and validation. I should say that he also teaches. He's not just uh, exuding his mensch mention this to everyone. He teaches, you know, he, he, uh, he brings his, his great wisdom about the geography of suffering and the geography of the connection between suffering and compassion. And he advises all of us who suffer to linger with your suffering, to feel your suffering, to be with it. And compassion naturally arises, and he says that with such confidence and such care and and uh, such allowing. Uh, so, we're grateful to you. You're a great gift to the senior sangha. Um, thank you, Fiona. Um,
0: I just would say, you're relaxed presence
1: and just entering in and offering so much, much gratitude for that. And I also, um, beyond the teaching, um, I just would share personally, it was maybe a week after um, I lost my partner, and I, I bumped into Robert at Trader Joe's. <laughs> and he asked, how are you? And I shared what had just transpired in my own life and it was just this natural response of compassion so open and I this is Robert and I just want to share that um, it's not just on the teacher's stand it's in life so thank you
2: so Monica
1: So it's a delight to be here. Thank you very much to everyone at IMC for inviting the ACT family to come here as well and celebrate our beloved Robert. So my name is Monica Hansen. I'm one of the co-founders and directors of the Applied Compassion Training Program at Stanford in the center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education. And I'm pointing in this direction because Dr. Doty, who's the founder of Care, and will speak probably later, uh, is here as well. And with Robert and our beloved colleague and friend, Nilama, the three of us are the co-founders of ACT. And I'd like to share three reflections with you tonight about Robert. The first one starts... Um, All the way back at Spirit Rock, you're familiar with this story. It was a family retreat week at Spirit Rock. And my son now is 6'2 and 20 years old. But at family retreat, he was 8 and maybe about this tall. And my son is more of an observer than someone that would jump in and engage. So I was a little surprised when he signed up to either help in the kitchen as a volunteer during family week or it was adjacent to the kitchen. I'm not sure which one. But what I got to observe is this distinguished gentleman in a very calm, kind manner that was competent and clear, helping this 8-year-old understand his role and how to perform that role amidst the mayhem of the Spirit Rock kitchen during family week, <laughs> which uh, it was, it was um, exhilarating, and there was a lot of mayhem. And I saw this interaction happen more than one time, and it left an impression on me uh, that I can remember to this day, more of a visceral impression. Like, might the world be like that? Might the world be where this person, not knowing this person, but communicates in such a clear, kind, competent way, um, might the world just be like that? So I walked away with many impressions from Family Retreat, but that was one of them. So that's one impression that I wanted to share, a reflection, and I'll link it to Robert. A couple of years later, Robert and I met at Stanford through Care. We were both um, engaged in CCARE's programs, And the first, maybe the first time or the second time I officially met Robert through the course of our conversations, I actually recognized that he was the distinguished gentleman that had been interacting with my son. Um, and maybe all of you already had figured that out in the story. That could be true, but I had not figured that out. Um, and so it's such a tender, warm place in my heart uh, for seeing Robert before I even knew, as his name tag says tonight, he's the Robert. Even before I knew that, um, he was embodying compassion and action during the family retreat at Spirit Rock. So that's one reflection that I wanted to share with you. Now we're at Stanford together, and then this is the second reflection. So I did some math. As you may know, at Stanford, Robert's taught an eight-week compassion course for a lot of years. He's led compassion immersions um, for groups of people. With himself uh, as the facilitator and leader. He's co taught with me, he's co taught with Nilama, I'm sure he's co taught with others. I did some math. I think you might have taught 2,700 people in those formats. Does that seem low? It could be low, actually. <laughs> the first time I did it, I think it was over 3,000, but I'm like, wow, that seems, like, but it could be over 3,000 uh, connections like that. And what I wanted to share about that those initial years through Stanford is uh, that Roberts shares the fruits of his practice and particularly in those first few years that I knew you through Stanford um, I recognized or actually heard you describe a deepening in self-compassion, right? That there was a moment um, where self-compassion arose up and you were deepening in that um, and You know, what's so important about that is whether it's 2,500 or 2,700 or 3,000 or more students that Robert's connected with is regularly and often, I also hear those students um, sharing back in reflection with Robert that they themselves are deepening in their own compassion, right, through the transmission of his teachings, through the fruits of his practice that they, too, are deepening in their own compassion. And this just happened a couple of weeks ago. We were in a conversation on a new project we're engaged in with compassion and leaders. And out of the blue, one of Robert's students that we're speaking with, who's a leader at a very um, well-regarded technology company here in the Bay Area, um, pointed out That, you know, Robert and his teachings had helped this gentleman awaken to their own compassion. So the second reflection is about how generously and wisely you share the fruits of your practice with others, and it transforms hearts and lives. And then lastly, this remarkable program uh, that we have called the Applied Compassion Training. Um, It's an 11-month program. It attracts people from all over the world. We have about 400 graduates now in the last four years from 40 different countries. And not only is it an applied compassion program for personal transformation, what makes it novel and unique is that we actually require people to go out and take action, right? They have to move out into the world um, through a capstone project to make a difference in the world. And what I'd like to say about this remarkable program is it's come to be through enduring friendships and enduring relationships. And I'd like to name two of those enduring relationships. One is with Robert and Dr. Doty. And Dr. Doty, I'm going to... Say the quote because you, you'll have to maybe come up with another one when you speak. <laughs> but what I wanted to, is, to do is read the quote when I reached out to Dr. Doty uh, to have a uh, for him to share some reflections on Robert. This is the quote that he sent back Robert from Dr. Doty a true bodhisattva, a true bodhisattva who I admire deeply. Yeah. Really, a true bodhisattva who I admire deeply. And from our other colleague, Nilama, Nilama Ayres, who couldn't be here tonight, she is in a silent retreat. Um, and she, oh, she longs to be here. So I wanted to make sure that her words were shared too and her presence was shared. And Robert and Nilama have known each other for decades. Uh, Dear friends, spiritual partners, spiritual brother and sister, and also collaborators uh, with me in this Applied Compassion Training Program. Nilama's quote, and you can hear this in Ni's voice. Congratulations, Robert. I cannot think of anyone better than you, in all caps, to receive this award. You are a remarkable human being and a masterful teacher, not only embodies but also transmits compassion to everyone you meet I am genuinely blessed to call you a spiritual brother beloved friend and partner in applied compassion may you receive and absorb all of the goodwill that you've generated coming back to you immensely today I love you Ni I know And then lastly, on behalf of all of the ACT community, I'd like to end with some familiar blessings. So, our dear Robert, may you and all beings be happy. May you and all beings be healthy. May you and all beings be freed from suffering and the roots of suffering. And may you and all beings know an enduring peace and joy. May that be so right now. Thank you so much, my beloved spiritual brother and dear friend. We are on a wild ride together, and may you continue to allow your teachings to be transmitted all over the world. Thank you. You're welcome. who's next. Gil. Kim. Gil? Excellent. Thank you.
3: So... I stand here proud of you, <laughs> that you would come through our scene and somehow flower in such a beautiful way, and that that flowering should go out into the world. That's a dream come true for me. I want everyone who comes through IMC to go out and benefit the world the way you have. And so it's fantastic. And I might be, it's possible, might I the person who know, has known you the longest who's here in this room? Maybe 20, 25 years or so, and um, and uh, I was very touched when I first met Robert because um, he was suffering a lot, and uh, but he had so uh, he told me a little bit of his story, and uh, he's one of the few people that I know who had met uh, the Zen teacher in San Francisco named Suzuki Roshi, and uh, he died Suzuki Roshi died in nineteen seventy one. And uh, so, I guess you were relatively young, and um, and what it uh, what you showed to me was that you had this call to a spiritual life that then you didn't follow for many decades, and that you came to see me suffering, and somehow through the how causes and conditions, you turned your life around dramatically. And um, and now you're involved, in you know, for better or for worse, in this massive pyramid scheme. <laughs> a, 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 a pyramid scheme for joy. And I hope that uh, as you think back at your dharma life and how you've been changed, and all the goodness that flowed into you, and through you, and then out of you, and then to have been involved with bringing compassion to so many people, these 2,700 people, who have they benefited? And who have those people benefited? That's where the pyramid scheme is. And so if you could, you are always tap into that joy, tap into that beauty and that wonderfulness that you have set loose into this world. And uh, you've done a fantastic thing, and um, and keep practicing. So, you get a gold-framed certificate. (laughs) 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 And I don't think that's the most important part. The Karuna Award to Robert Kusick, IMC recognizes Robert Kusick and applied compassion training with the Karuna Award for supporting hundreds, thousands of people worldwide to develop and enact compassion projects in their workplaces, organizations, and communities. This compassion then ripples out even further, bringing incalculable benefit. With much gratitude, we celebrate the fruits of Robert's work which emerge from the liberation in his heart. May we all discover and grow the seeds of compassion. Thank
4: you. Yeah. Oh God. Oh,
3: no, I think that right over here. How do we go, Robert? Robert first.
4: So um, so for a guy who makes his living by talking, I'm, I'm finding it hard to come up with, with some words. It's a lot to hold. But I am so deeply, deeply touched and grateful to receive this award. Thank you so much. And uh, when Kim notified me a few months ago that that this was going to happen, um, I was so stunned <laughs> that I guess I I didn't it didn't really register. And I have to say that getting this award doesn't feel very personal. I'm not really feeling it in a personal kind of way because. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Gil, who put me on the path and was my patient teacher, still is for years and years and years. And um, we wouldn't have ACT if it wasn't for Dr. Doty and the thousands and thousands of people that have been affected by the work that you've done as well. So in a way, I feel like I'm just paying. Is that right? Paying it forward, playing it for paying it forward. I'm just just passing it on. But um, the one thing that has sustained me through through you know the ups and downs of my personal life, my personal suffering, trying to run a program, develop a program. Keep the program going, you know, is in fact the longing that you mentioned. It's the it's the thing that is an anchor for me. It, when all else seems hopeless, that is still there. That longing, a longing to, um, you can fill in the blank, but. Um, it is what what keeps it going and so in a way it seems like a movement of compassion Um, a movement of self-compassion maybe in that way but also certainly a movement of compassion and and Monica was talking about the numbers And that's one of the one of the things that I thought about when when I thought about the possibility of a program like the Applied Compassion Training. Uh, I I taught it for I taught the CCT protocol in at Stanford for many years, and I would teach every quarter, and I could teach thirty people a quarter unless I taught on multiple nights. But let's say I taught. Two, two courses a week so I could teach 60 people a quarter and I added those numbers up and then I thought I wonder what would happen <laughs> if, if we could teach people then to go out and then teach people so as an example um, we in our program we had um, a hospital network in South Africa send us uh, 10, 10 students um, for the last two years. And those 10 students did 10 different specific and unique projects. And, and they came from physicians, nurses, pharmacists, medical academics, uh, human resources, all of the different departments. And then they went back and then into the hospital. And, and then they handpicked the next 10 to come. They came and went through the program last year, and they have now, those 20 people have now reached more than 20,000 people in that network. And the Nurses Union <laughs> has given a shout out to the system saying that this is the first time that they've gotten positive feedback from the, the nurses saying the. The course that they were given or the program, because they went back and they created their own programs designed specifically for those those environments that that this is the first time they had a course that was that they had to take that made a difference in their professional life as well as in their personal life and to give you an example, this was at the height of the pandemic, and um, they were having a really rough ride in South Africa and the, hus- the, the hospital workers they wouldn't pick them up at the bus stops because they were afraid that they would be bringing the infection to them so they they were like ostracized outside of work, they were on the front lines, they were exhausted, they were burned out, they were getting terrible patient scores and <clears throat> so this is just part of the way that you, we see that um, we see that we might think that we're we're operating in a very small way or alone or something. We just don't know what could happen, um, how you could touch someone, and that could awaken the possibility for them to to take a new. Go down a new tangent in in life Which is exactly what happened to me When I met Gil (laughs) I remember talking to you In the early 70s I said, how do you get a teacher? And he said, well you have to ask (laughs) 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 And then he handed me his card so the next day I was at Zen Hospice Roy is the director of the Zen Hospice Project I was at the Zen Hospice and I called Gil up and said can I come and see you and that was it I went and saw him and he said did you ever think that you were working too hard maybe you should become a Dharma bomb <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I knew I had quit my job and I was on my way to Asia so so it's been a an interesting journey and all along the way I've met beautiful people who've supported me and and um, been patient with me and have loved me and I've loved them and
5: uh,
4: I look around the room and I see so many people who I I care for deeply and personally and it's just an honor to be um, to be you know sorry. <laughs> Did you ever see a grown man cry in front of a group? <laughs> anyway, I, I'm very touched and I'm very thankful. And I also want to give a shout out to my, my coach and my teacher, Michael, as well, who's worked with me and and guided me through many, many different Places that I had never been before (laughs) never expected to go (laughs) so So thank you all and 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 a special thanks to Kim and to everybody who was part of organizing this and where's my friend David and Fiona Who I work with in the senior Sangha. Yeah, so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you and May you all go out in the world and share your compassion with wild abandon. The world needs you um, more, more than ever. So, thank you.
5: Well, Robert was talking about seeing a grown man cry, but oftentimes I'm the epitome of that. So. Um, I apologize. <clears throat> it's interesting what happens to people um, when they live this life. Uh, people are often presented with suffering, and <clears throat> they can take two paths. The one path is that they get filled with anger and hostility and that ends up dictating their actions in this world and frankly that's an easy path the hardest path is to be able to embrace your suffering and sit with your suffering and recognize that everyone is suffering and that they deserve to be liberated from their suffering. And then when you embrace that, that is taking you on your path to be a bodhisattva. And that's the path that Robert has taken and has. Monica stole my quote. (laughs) Uh, It's one uh, of which I admire deeply. Um, As Ty says, you cannot have the lotus without the mud. And frankly, all of us are covered in mud. But it's accepting that reality, that inescapable reality, and still doing everything... In your power to support the lotus and your own blossoming, but that blossoming can only come about by being of service to others. And in many ways, that's what we're talking about with this community and all intentional communities, whose goal is to promote the Dharma. And it's it's not an easy path. Oftentimes. It's a painful path. Oftentimes you will have experiences that will even make you question your path. But as we see from Robert's example, and I think almost everyone in this room, it is a worthy journey to embark upon because, while on some level it's selfish because there's no question that when you're of service, when you're sharing when you're embracing the other and alleviating their suffering you are receiving benefit but that being said you are giving a gift that is so needed and can change someone's life and you know oftentimes people take for granted you know we talk about the dharma and the sangha but it can be simple it can be holding someone's hand. It can be opening the door. It can be giving a smile. And it's when you embrace this gift you have within yourself and your every action is dictated by that belief that you can help another, that's when you really are a bodhisattva. And that's really what I... Admire about Robert I've spent a great deal of time with him Sometimes I'm pissed off at him But I'm just kidding Of course who could ever be mad at Robert Sometimes you can't But uh, um, You know This path that uh, he supported Of my own uh, Has really been profound And I'm thankful to say That uh, with the efforts of Robert And Ilama and Monica And others, in our own little uh, sangha, if you will, Uh, we've really changed the lives of thousands and thousands of people, and it's really such a privilege. But it just goes to show that each and every one of us has that flame within us that we can light a thousand. Candles without diminishing our own light. So thank you. My wife informs me. I left my
0: mask. So now it's actually an opportunity for uh, others to offer words of celebration or gratitude or memories or anything else, and that's the end of the formal part, so we can um, just continue, and as long as the energy seems good to, if anyone would like to say anything, great, thank you, Nikki
6: so I cannot let the opportunity go by and not say something to celebrate and honor Robert so, so many things I can say, but to keep it short, um, as Gil shared, how Robert went to Asia and practiced in Asia, and this sense of de- and this desire, this 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 beautiful desire for awakening, for for um, cultivating his his heart and mind. So, um, I want to add. S- some more to the w- to the ways that his his desire for awakening has actually supported others so we've heard about act we've, we've heard about the the uh, the senior Sangha and another thing that actually Robert has been instrumental in um, in the west is um, is bringing Pa Aksayada who's a venerable teacher eastern teacher if it wasn't for robert going to his monastery and practicing with him and basically making a lot of connections et cetera, et cetera he would have never come to the west to teach western uh, to, to teach in the west et cetera so so similar to you i met robert about 20 years ago when i was sitting at spirit rock this kind person in the office and then about 15 years ago i was sitting with him i was sitting a 3 month retreat at the forest refuge with this dedicated practitioner who was just sitting. And then later we, we became friends after sitting this three-month retreat that we were both sitting with Pak Sayada, who had just come from, uh, from Burma to teach in the West. And then I learned that, oh, this is that Robert who's been instrumental in bringing this person who then was instrumental in changing my life so if it wasn't for Robert my life wouldn't have been changed and many other people's lives wouldn't have been changed so thank you for your dedication to the Dharma to have brought this other to have been instrumental in bringing this other aspect of this you know, this gift this beautiful gift of 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 the Dharma into the West so I just wanted to bring that in because I, I feel that is such an important gift for so many people that I know. Uh, who've practiced in that tradition in the West uh, with Park Sayada. And again, Robert has been instrumental, instrumental in bringing him. So besides that, I just want to say you're a dear friend. You're amazing. I love you. You are the paragon of compassion. Every time we get together, I love the say I love the way you say, "Hey, darling, how are you?" Just the sense of sweet, you know, sweetness. And when, the way you sign your your emails, "Big love." Oh, yes, it's just "Big love." And people are the people are nodding their heads. So, it's just so beautiful to be um on the receiving end of that, Robert. Um it's so So beautiful to receive that from you and and be your friend, to to have the privilege to call you this friend in this brief, short time that we have together in this connection and in this brief flash of lightning that is our lives. So thank you for being you.
7: So I'm um, Eli Alvarez, I'm an emergency physician at Stanford, and um, I actually tried to meet Robert for a long time now because I've heard a lot about CCT, and a dear friend of mine, Marian Mikowski, Dr. Mikowski, um, talked to me about uh, CCT and, and taking this course from Robert. And I've, I've emailed him so many times before uh, to try to connect, and it was never working out for my schedule. Um, and I don't think he even remembers answering those emails because apparently he has the Gmail accounts and the Stanford account that I was never sure which one he would read. Um, and long story short, I, uh, I'm one of his students uh, from the Applied Compassion training uh, because that was the one thing that I could make work for my schedule, and I'm so excited for that um, and grateful for, for that opportunity because I get to now thank you. It, it doesn't often happen that a student gets to stand here in front of everybody to really truly honor um, a teacher just like what you just did for GIL. So, so thank you for, for, for this opportunity. Um, when I first met Robert, uh, my role in, 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 in my department was uh, uh, helping teach residents and over the over that course of the year um, i was I, I trained in the bronx i't i, really, I didn 't really believe a lot about meditation and, and and mindfulness, but Robert kept on reminding us about being present and slowing things down and allowing things to just understand and and that compassion for for myself for for our own self and and, and he was kind of modeling that in some ways uh, he 's getting a lot of these recognition and Recently, I heard about um, mirrors and windows, and instead of reflecting about all the accomplishments that he's done, he was talking about being a window to showing all of us like all the things that he was able to do. So I get to be part of that window uh, from the other side as one of his students, um, only to say that uh, um, as one of the first students for, for ACT and having... Taking this over the pandemic, uh, the really beginning of the pandemic, Um, since then I've still uh, been practicing uh, meditation. Um, I was just sharing with Ratnesh that uh, my app tells me it's like 1,100 days now uh, as of today. And and all of that is because of Robert's constant reminder of, of, you know, like there is a process of of learning how to be more self-aware and also to just allow things to happen. Um, and I also just wanted to recognize the, um, this phrase that I've really appreciated, the the um, creative serendipity of even though I've tried to reach out to him and connect to learn from him, it took a while to get there, and yet when it did, a lot of things have happened because of your work, because of your work, because of your work, and, and because of apparently your work that taught him. Um, <laughs> I get to be where I am now, where I get to influence my specialty. So a lot of my work now actually not just stays in, at Stanford, I, at the national level. Um, we I, I got to add compassion, uh, self-compassion, um, in in the um, objectives for the Society of Academic Emergency Medicine. Because in as much as we care a lot about suffering of our patients, um, over the course of our work we also are suffering the vicarious trauma that we're experiencing and and i and i attribute that a lot to to act and um so now i'm the director of well-being in my department um and and i get to do a lot of work on on being that um essentially the physician that takes care of other physicians um and and i hope you know that i'm just one of the many people that uh you've touched uh the the flower that has blue like blossomed um, the, the the lily that then is passing on to other people other physicians other patients uh, the compassion that you've taught me just like Maria Mikowski taught me about compassion through you so so thank you oh more students see <laughs>
8: So my name is Ratnesh, and I'm a lotus in blooming, trying to become a lotus. But um, six, eight years ago, was six, six years ago, I lost both my parents within months of each other. And uh, I went to hear, I think this was a Zen hospice presentation you were doing at Palo Alto. That's the first time I met you. I was sitting in the first row with my friend Kiran and was just blown away with what he was sharing. And there was a calling, and so I talked to Kiran, and I said, how do I get to do this work? And that led me to CCT. And uh, from CCT, we spent two years together in Compassion Immersion. I've done everything with you, right? So CCT, Compassion Immersion, first class of ACT. And then I remember the call that uh, Sue Schaefer, who was the director of CAR at that time, asked me, she said there's a big need for South Asian um, mental health therapists focusing on grief, loss, and trauma. And I was in a tech, you know, I was very focused on, on left brain career at that point. Two weeks later, Robert and I spoke and I applied and I'm at Santa Clara. But that's not what I want to talk about. So that's, he has changed my life. That's the key point. But the robot I want to talk about is the robot that I get to meet Once a month, for six years, he's been sitting up there, and I've been on my knees listening to him. But once a month, he sits in front of me, and he says, everything on this menu looks amazing. Talk to me about it. So I got Robert hooked onto Indian food. (laughs) (laughs) And, And the uttapam, and the dosa, and seriously, those 10 minutes of me walking through the menu and sharing a meal together with Robert, not as my teacher, but as a friend, and, and, and splitting our food up. You know, you get that. We'll split halfway. Oh, I love it. And, and it's, it's such a blessing. And then finally, one more thing. It's a small thing, but it's very important. So I lost my parents. I'm the only child. And I'm an orphan. But when Robert says brother, he always calls me brother, it really touches me in the core. And I feel I have a brother. So for those words. Thank you, Robert. And I've been hearing your voice all the time on the app. For so <laughs> oh, your mask. Sorry.
9: Robert? I wasn't planning on speaking, but i um, just so inspired by hearing all of these different stories from different dimensions of your life. I'm going to tell you a story I don't think you've heard, which is um, I'm a chaplain at Stanford Hospital, and a couple of years back, a few of us were having lunch on the nurse's porch, kind of squirreled away in the staff area. And I learned that two of my colleagues had entered chaplaincy because they did CCT with you. Isn't that beautiful? We had this long conversation about compassion and compassion cultivation and the ways that it fueled their spiritual care. And if you can just imagine those two, plus me, from the influence of our spiritual friendship for so many years, how many patients, how many doctors, how many family members, just those people have touched It's really inspiring. And I guess I can also just say, I think I met you very shortly after you got back from Burma. We were at our dear mutual departed friend Victor's house. And I remember noticing you immediately in that conversation on the back porch talking about some kind of Dharma thing. And I don't think I had a sense in that moment that you would become one of my closest and dearest spiritual friends, spiritual siblings. So thank you for the inspiration that you've shown these years, for the many, many beautiful spiritual conversations we've had, and your unfailing support of not just me, but everyone you come in contact with. It's really beautiful. Love you, brother.
10: in my pocket because I'll forget it too. Um, My name is Roy Reamer and um, I don't know what to say but I know I have to say something. I want to say something to you, Robert and to be witnessed in that and to honor you on this day since after all, here we are. (laughs) Um, So I feel like I'm in your home. I've not been to IMC before, so it's lovely to be here. Um, and I feel like perhaps I bring this other piece of this vast, long history of yours. And um, I have such a clear memory of meeting you at the guest house and even standing in the entryway, I, that's like stuck in my head. And it's such a strong impression. The image is so clear. Um, and when, and you know, we really don't see that much of each other. Like we, we sort of, we come together and then we go away for quite a while and then we come together. And these encounters are always so lovely with you. And I always feel your love. And I feel your friendship. And I have so appreciated the way you have met me in these moments. And so when this invitation came into my email, and I'm not sure the last time we saw each other, but um, it was such a clear yes. I have to be here. I have to witness you in this honoring, in the ceremony, because it makes perfect sense to me. And um, its I have had this impression of you. I've, I've had a sense of the way you have impacted so many. And so to be here and to listen to these folks honoring you and learning a little bit more about you Makes so much sense, and it it is so inspiring, and um, it makes me so happy and so full of joy that you're that when I am not in touch with you, just to know that you're out there doing this work, so. So may you take good care of yourself. May you live long. May you continue to do just simply what you do in the world. I want to say one more thing. And um, the other thing I love so much about you is you are um, a wonderful dresser. (laughs) You have. You, you have a wonderful uh, style and fashion sense about you, <laughs> and that is something that I've always so appreciated about you. Um, I- I- is that okay to say in this sort of setting? I'm not sure, but I, I, have, to, um, I have to honor that piece, too. So anyways, uh, it's lovely to be here, and yeah, may we sit together again soon, and thank you all. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Ah,
11: here we go. Thanks, <laughs> Robert. So, dear Robert. Uh, So it's what someone said, it's nice to be in your temple here, in your home. So thank you to the community for your whole hold down here, the Dharma. Um, as I was sitting, what I want to say is what came, two things came. One was, as he mentioned, I also coach him sometimes. And uh, when someone is a teacher, you know, and the students often don't know... There's a whole inner world to be a teacher. We we usually get the chocolate side, as I call it, usually. But as a spiritual teacher, any teacher, there is blood, sweat. There is uh, emotional turmoil with each new program. Will it work? Will it be accepted? What do they think? The trial and error, sleepless nights, worries, the human mind, full action in all of us. And uh, the, the students usually don't know that. That's why I want to name it for a moment. You know, what you carried within yourself to be a teacher and to stick your head out and to commit. And then the other part, um, <clears throat> what I personally love about you is your love of truth which is what a personal process. Such, I, I think this is the, the must for any teacher. It's our love of truth that, that keeps our ego in check. The love of truth that keeps us going on our path and our discipline. And I deeply honor that in you. And then I was thinking, uh, I'm a Buddhist, but I'm also a, a Hindu and a Christian too. But I feel the Hindu tradition coming in me. And so allow me, in the name of these thousands of students whose life you have touched, to do something what I do in India with the teacher. <laughs>
3: We're going to have to do it together. (laughs) So, um, thank you for being here. Thank you for celebrating Robert, because you're celebrating so much more. I think Robert himself would prefer that we're celebrating so much more than just what Robert has done, and uh, celebrate all of you, and what you've done, and what you've inspired in Robert, and what Robert is inspired in you and what you have brought into the world. And uh, and uh, that's what we want to keep doing. It would be nice if this event here uh, did a little bit of good afterwards, right? Mm. Or do you, have a, do you want to say something more? You've got a bigger yeah. vision. No, no, bit, no, no, bit, no, no. no, no
4: just,
3: just a little bit of good. A little, a
4: little May, may it do a lot of good. Oh. May we change the world. May we be compassion revolutionaries. <laughs> may we kick butt. <laughs> <It's>, this is—we're <laughs> on a mission here. So, yeah, yeah. I—I I can't even begin to tell you how touched I—I am with this whole ceremony tonight, and how honored I am to—to to stand here with Gil. And to, to be in my home.
2: So, thank you. So, th-
3: there's a way that we end sometimes. We did a case of merit and all that, but we just kind of did that. And um, But we say three times in Pali, excellent. And uh, and the word in Pali is sadhu. And we say it's sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. But the uh, volume in which you do it is what counts. Because <laughs> he's hard of hearing, <laughs> so one, two, three, Sadhu, sadu, sadu. Thank you, thank you, Robert. Sadu, you. well, well done, well done. Yeah. Thank you, thank you all very much. And now I think there's uh, cake and refreshments, and hang
0: out to, out in the outer hall.